If you can work your day job, invest outside of what your normal living expenses and allow that to compound and compound and compound. So that's one of the big things that I think is an aha moment that I see a lot of people and especially high income earners is that they think that they should start doing real estate and then they start taking all of those profits out of those deals and they're, they're going to live off of those. And then what happens is they're essentially just treading water because they are sucking all the profits out of that versus uh, letting it compound. You are listening to the Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. And when I'm not hosting this podcast, I'm the founder of an award-winning real estate investment firm and actively investing in commercial real estate all over the country. This show allows me to interview, dive deeper, and deconstruct many passive wealth principles, not just from investing, but tactics, strategies, and many fascinating ways in which people have achieved levels of passive wealth. Through my nearly 20-year career as a professional investor, I've built an amazing network of people and come across some super savvy investors. Not only do they have a unique stance on the marketplace, but look at the same problems we all face and many times have come up with a simple but unconventional approach to solving them. This is why I'm so excited for this podcast. It allows me to unpack and have a more in-depth conversations with these special guests. Selfishly, it's a platform where I get to ask the questions that would never come up in a normal conversation, and I get a chance to learn and dissect their best strategies, and you get to be a part of that process as well. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversations, and these amazing passive wealth principle lessons. Welcome to Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned episode. I'm your host, Jake Harris. We're going to dive into the episode with Charles Gao that I learned some tremendous insights. And as far as how he could endure, you know, high levels of psychological and mental and physical pain just more than other people and how that led to levels of success in his business. We also talk about the concept, and, and I highlighted, I'm just looking at, that he didn't need to eat what he killed. And so we're going to dive in. I'm going to dive into that in a minute as far as in the episode and why that was incredibly insightful for the way that he was investing. So let me take back to the beginning. Charles really got some experiences that I think are incredibly important as a kid. His dad owned a lot of real estate, was a heavy operator, and he was able to just learn some of the business by doing it. I don't think he made any money, I'm sure, as some parents and maybe me also as a parent. I don't maybe pay my kids all the wages that they would be doing if they were to, uh, I was to hire someone else. But oftentimes I'm giving them experience for things that they would not be able to get advantage of on their own. So uh, Charles got a chance to work in the real estate world but he actually didn't want to do that. He was like, I'm not going to do real estate. And so then he took a job working as a, um, a personal trainer and getting his master's degree in physiology and training division one athletes and elite athletes and working out, being in the gym all day. And he, he realized how unhealthy his actual own life was because he was working so hard in his day job. 
And so he was started using some of these fundamentals of like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work out anymore because I'm spending my whole entire day in the gym. He then was able to pivot and use his experiences into banking and financing and doing, because he was thinking about this is like, how do I educate myself and, and get paid while I'm getting educated and taking a job in an area that he thought was going to be beneficial. And then got into medical device sales and, and tech sales and, and leveraging, getting relationships and how do you sell yourself and how do you sell a product and how do you connect with these high income earners and each one of those jobs created some foundational experiences to becoming more beneficial into his real estate investing journey and so now that he had you know bridged into the opportunity to be a real estate investor himself he had you know the ability to raise some funds from his doctor clients he had and understood the structure and how to do those deals from his his banking and finance uh, time period. And he also had the understanding of just working hard and putting in lots of long hours uh, from his health and his personal training component and how you created with a framework and a a, a system and a plan put together. And so he leveraged all of those. And so even though he was working as a personal trainer, he was investing on the side during that time period. And that's where we came up to that. He didn't need to eat what he killed uh, saying. And so oftentimes in the sales world is you have to go take down a deal, make money, and then each deal get, you know, leads to the next deal and, you, and you're taking those profits out. And what becomes very, very critical to that is when you start investing into real estate, that money stays into real estate or if you're investing in the stock market. But what it allows you to do is start getting compounding effects. So even if you're investing a small amount of money, $50,000, $100,000, $200,000, the fact that when that generates profit that you can reinvest all of that and you don't need to take the profit out of those deals to live allows it to start building upon itself. And so if you can work your day job, invest uh, you know, outside of what your normal living expenses and allow that to compound and compound and bound, that takes two years, three years, five years, seven years. And over time, it starts building and creating its own momentum to then those profit margins are in excess of what your living expenses are. So that's one of the big things that I think is an aha moment that I see a lot of people, and especially doctors um, or high income earners, is that they think that they should start doing real estate and then they start taking all of those profits out of those deals and they're, they're going to live off of those. And then what happens is they're essentially just treading water because they are sucking all the profits out of that versus uh, letting it compound. So... That, I think, is incredible fundamental understanding to passive wealth principles that allow that to grow over time. Charles also talks about some, some interesting things around the self-storage space, how they bought a self-storage unit across the street from one of their apartments. The property manager was going to manage both of them. It turns out that a property manager likes renting out the $1,000 units more than they like renting out the $50 a month units. But they were able to leverage some of that understanding. And I call this the drug dealer insightfulness is like, hey, a tenant moves into your apartment. You gave them a free storage unit for the first few months. 
And then you start charging them for that. And once people start using that self-storage, it becomes too much of a pain to stop using it. And so then they just start paying monthly and monthly. And actually some of those tenants moved out of the apartments and still can't maintain that self-storage unit by giving it away for free. And that is something that you can do to build up your cash flow over time, especially if it's something that is not making a lot of money now, at least give away some of those units. And then in time, it'll start growing in some of those revenues. Also, self-storage units are small enough from a cost perspective that people kind of forget about it and kind of ignore it. It's not so much that you're like, oh man, I got to cancel that. And it's not like a subscription service. A, I don't use Hulu anymore, but you're like, man, I got to go move all of that stuff. I got to move that stuff out of that storage unit. That becomes enough of a burden that people just allow their, you know, continue to pay 50, 100, $200 a month, uh, month after month after month. And I have very much been a you know, done that exact same thing. I'm not wanting to move stuff out of storage or a container or something like that. So uh, great insights. I think this episode is one of those that I, I took uh, probably more insights than he was giving out there to others. And so it was, you know, incredibly, incredibly powerful. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Look, Two of the most common questions I get asked are, where can I find good deals to invest into? And is it possible to invest alongside of our deals as a passive investor? So my team and I wanted to put together an insider list where you can get first access to investment opportunities, due diligence resources, and best practices for those interested in investing passively into deals like the ones we talk about on the show. Those deals are mostly in the commercial real estate space, but I oftentimes get exclusive access to deals of people like the guests on my show. If those deals pass our criteria, we pass them on to those on the list. To gain access to this insider list, all you have to do is go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. We also host events, dinners, and give away VIP access to events that I'm speaking at or attending. Once again, it's www.catchkniveswithans.com and hit the big orange button on the top right of the page. For those that are serious about passive wealth building, we'll see you on the inside. Now, back to the show. And the last thing that I want to tap into and what I learned from this episode was he is a commercial broker and he was actually kind of competing with some of his clients going after the same deals. So in order to do that, he kind of pivoted to some different asset types. But as he's starting to create value and get really good deals, he's actually now pitching these out there to some of these investors to get in some equity ownership into the deal. So I don't want to operate these. I don't want to sign on the loan, but I'll give you this good deal. Whoever's willing to give me a, a 10% cut of the deal overall uh, versus a traditional kind of commission or maybe part of commission and the deal as well. And whoever's willing to give him those proceeds, but that is allowing him to buy back his time and build an equity position. And he's not just as good as his last deal that he did. And so I think that's incredibly uh, insightful and thoughtful because what it does is allow it to grow over time, but does not require more of his own time. 
So this is a fantastic episode. Again, every episode we do is fantastic because I am extremely biased and I think everybody that I interview in every episode is awesome. So I don't know that I've uh, done an episode where I thought it sucked. So that just might be my own self-reflection or maybe I'm a, a psychotic person that I just believe that what we're doing is awesome. But all these guests are amazing. Not so much myself, but the guests are awesome. I think you should listen to them. They provide tremendous amounts of insight. And so this has been another Passive Wealth Principles, What I Learned episode. If you want to hear more about this, go to catchknives.com and sign up for the newsletter. We're actually sharing more and more insights. We actually are launching a new website soon and in a Facebook group. And the people that sign up under catchknives.com are going to get some insider access, going to get some free previews. They're going to get more content and some social media things that we're going to be putting out there. So sign up for that newsletter. Uh, look for some of these insights. We're giving a lot of stuff away and some promotional things coming out when we launch this new website. So catchknives.com, sign up for that newsletter. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on Passive Wealth Principles Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. If the episode made you think of someone, go ahead and take a screenshot and share this episode with them. You can tag us or find us as a podcast at catchknives or me personally at jake.realestate. For those investors that are listening to this and want to be able to take advantage of distressed investing opportunities, a perfect place to start is my best-selling book, which also happens to be called Catching Knives. It's a full breakdown and guide on how I and many of my partners take advantage of opportunities in distressed commercial real estate. Go to www.catchkniveswithans.com and grab the book there as there's a few book bonuses that I know you'll love. Once again, www.catchkniveswithans.com. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode.